0: Random House, a place for
1: podcasts. Now, fade us out. This is Name and Numbers. Welcome to episode two. Shout out, Random House. I'm your host, Ryan Strauss, and in studio from Chicago with me, on the other line, we've got your co-host, Brandon Carodi, uh who works at Navigate
0: Research, valuing... Um, partnerships around the league, or around the world, I guess.
1: Yes, very exciting stuff. We want this to be video-driven eventually, so you can see the kit collection, so you can see what we're talking about, but for right now, we're just going to do it in audio form uh, to start. Thanks to everyone who tuned in for the first episode on the Warriors and monetizing the great season that they've had, even though they're they're running up against the Westbrook at this point. For the second episode, there's a lot of happening in our favorite global games: uh, basketball, football, soccer—not American football—from the first NBA jersey ad patches we saw this week to some new revenue uh, attempts from MLS. We got a couple of things to talk about. So, Brandon, let's uh, let's circle back to those ad patches since. Uh, you know, you might have a little bit of insight on this one. I don't know how much we can say.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, huge deal. I was surprised to see that Philadelphia was the first one um, to sign a deal. I wasn't surprised that it was StubHub, though, um, as they've been working with Philadelphia a lot more closely in the last couple years. I think they became partners with them on ticket sales at some point last year, maybe two years ago. Um, And so they got into primary ticket sales for the first time. Um, So to see them kind of expand their partnership really makes a lot of sense. And visually, I think it works really well, too. I know that's people are really worried about how it's going to look on the jerseys. And I know you saw the look, too. It's just a very small logo. I think people overestimated how big these were going to be. Doesn't really affect anything as far as I'm concerned. That
1: understated look, I think... um you know, is what we'll probably be looking Mm -hmm. forward to for a lot of these. Yeah, well, especially as they try to get fans in the U.S.
0: used to these sponsors being on jerseys like we already talked about, or we've talked about previously, just how adverse people are going to be to seeing this on their jersey or possibly wearing jerseys with ads on them. So to keep it as understated as possible and
1: kind of have it just blend in is huge. And the, the interesting thing that came up in my opinion, around the deal was, you know, obviously there's a lot of social media backlash about the jerseys happening, which has been the case for, what, five mm-hmm. years now? But those folks might be mad about the wrong thing. And so this deal was $15 million over three, right? Yeah, those are reports. And if you compare that to the Philadelphia Union's bimbo deal, which, do you remember when that happened? It was, I think, um, three four years back. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, that was $3 million a year, on a multi-year deal. So did the NBA actually have an opportunity to make more money in this case? And will we see teams like the Knicks and Lakers make more? Yeah, I think a lot of teams
0: were wary. like They weren't quite sure probably where they should be pricing this. Um, That's why I know some teams have been working with Navigate and some other firms to kind of narrow in on their value. So I think a lot were, we're just kind of waiting to see where the first one would fall, and with Philly coming in around the $5 million mark, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if that's strictly just for the jersey patch or if there's a package of assets surrounding that, that they'll also get any signage or anything else in the stadium, because that could alter things. But I think this kind of helps
1: teams benchmark where they should be now. Yeah, I mean, the thing right now is that, at least in year one, we saw some language from the Board of Governors saying that these ad patches may be optional, on the Mm -hmm. fan sold jerseys and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, the deal could be complicated in a lot of different ways.
0: Definitely could. I could see a lot of teams now seeing a lot of deals close relatively quickly after this, maybe the next few weeks, just because I'm sure there's been outreach to teams um, from brands looking to kind of, you know, get ahead of the curve and jump on this deal while they can. Um, And they, like I said, they've probably just been holding off until they get a little better idea of where their value should be. So this kind of sets the marketplace, I think, and um, it'll be interesting to see who the next few dominoes are to fall in this.
1: So you and I have an annual points bet that resets every year, and we're right about that time where the 16-17 bet is starting up. So let's let's put something down right now um, and say, who, which team do you think is going to be... Uh, is going to get the highest value on these ad deals. Oh
0: man. It's do is why I get a team and you get a team or is it I pick one and you get the
1: field? Well, I like the field, but how about how about you pick you pick 3 and then I get the field? Oh man, that's tough. Um Lakers are my top choice. Interesting. Um is that still the the buzz of Kobe and Magic?
0: Yeah, I mean it's just It's they're the Lakers and they're in LA and their TV deal is outrageous. So, um, I could, I mean, just wanting to be aligned with that brand. Yeah. And then I would, I would actually probably take the Knicks second. Um, So, yeah, I'm just
1: going with the big markets. But I mean, if I'm trying to play the odds here. Uh, So, let's make this third pick uh, something unpredictable and unforgettable. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I can go unpredictable on this one. What, let me think. Cause I want to go Warriors for the third one, but yeah, that'd be a smart choice. But that's not unpredictable <laughs> at all.
1: No, I, I mean, think I think everybody like, would pick those top three teams. So I would give you I would give you this bet. You get Lakers, Knicks, Warriors, Spurs, and I'll take the field. Because I mean, I'm I'm struggling to think of another team that's competitive in terms of what they convey overseas. You know, like like the Italians love. Uh, Bargnani and Gallinari and, yeah. uh, and uh, Bellinelli but you know, they're, they're not going to necessarily move the bank and that's probably a bad example because uh, I... the, the love for like Pau Gasol you know like getting, uh, yeah. getting Chicago with the field is, is pretty tempting for me
0: but. Um, do you want the Spurs with the field and I get to swap them out for a team that you didn't just mention?
1: Yeah sure. Miami? Oh that's a good one that's very interesting. Or you, or you can so, keep
0: them if you want to.
1: No, no, I'll, I'll trade you. I'll trade you Heat for Spurs. All right. Um, yeah. So, so it sounds like you, if you were, if you were betting on this, which you are, um, <laughs> <laughs> that I have a lot riding on this right now, <laughs> that, and we'll explain the bet someday, but we're not going to explain <laughs> it. Now. Uh, so, like the domestic concerns are really driving your perception of the value at least and where the market is going to be and whatever these sponsors individual uh uh like goals and objectives are will drive where ultimately you know the high water mark lands for the, for ad patches right
0: yeah and like especially with navigates um valuation methodology it's all about impressions so like
1: mm-hmm.
0: when i think of how many eyeballs are going to be potentially on these Add patches, I'm just drawn to the biggest markets
1: immediately, so. All right, well, moving on from a realized new revenue opportunity, or at least one that we know is gonna get that guap bring in that dough, um, <laughs> <laughs> we want to turn the page real quick to MLS, who is making an attempt to expand their offerings in a way that, you know, isn't kind of baked into what the generic fan is going to want in terms of, you know, buying a, a uniform or a Jersey or a specific branded content. So their partnership with Mitchell and nest, which they announced, I believe in April, we think it was built on this one-off partnership with Chicago the, with the fire that, yeah, that came about last year. It was a little pricey. Now, uh, very pricey. <laughs> now the new deal is a little more for the common man, um, and woman. Um, the interesting piece of this is sort of seeing the league try to branch out into new demographics, and they're the league is trying to reach new markets, but through expansion. But they're also trying to reach new, um, probably demographics um, and new um, segments of the market by mm-hmm. introducing this this brand. In well, here's how I would describe the Mitchell and Ness styles: they took their templates that they use with basically NBA and and other teams that are well established that have has a certain following and they attached mls identities to it
0: i mean is it kind of a way for them to reach and penetrate a new market so that they're like yeah. kind of into like the fashion stuff now i mean it's the same way really kind of started with lafc and like they want to become just like a hat that people wear like you see people just wearing yankees hats even though they don't give a shit about the yankees yeah so this so this kind of goes along with well, it's, like, trying to reach out to different demos and everything, but also trying to be more of a presence in the fashion world, I guess, or, like, be an icon as yeah. opposed to just, you know, random teams. So, like, the way Yankees hats are worn worldwide, but now with LAFC, which is not even in the league yet, is a couple years away, and they're already getting picked up. I mean, I hate to reference this person, but friggin' Justin Bieber wore one in a video and, like... <laughs> Like, people are wearing them who don't even probably know necessarily what it is or what it's going to be. And the, I mean, the hat has right. just got such a great iconic look already. Like, if that becomes synonymous with the city and with the league, like, that's, that's a huge boost for the league, like, domestically and globally, I think.
1: Yeah, it's a great lead-in strategy, establish broad uh, brand recognition and eventually get people asking questions to pull them into the fan base. Yeah, I mean, they're going to put the Galaxy on watch for sure. So Oh, man. Uh-oh. Give them a little time. Shout out Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on the pod. You're welcome. <laughs> um, my question, which I, I'm expecting you to fully break down in detail, oh, is um, how, much, how much would this potentially add new revenues for the league given their um, shared ownership? uh their ownership model where you know if if lafc um is able to achieve good market penetration or if uh fans really respond to the sounders look through the mitchell and ness collection how much do we think that's going to benefit the the league as a whole versus the the team individually yeah that's a good question
0: actually i'm not quite sure and i'll just go on and or i'll start by saying that merchandise and things like this is where i'm the least knowledgeable as far as um, on okay. the business side, just because we don't really we deal like with it. that, but it would be interesting to see what the deal is and how it's structured with the league. Um, if it has anything to do, if they break up the revenue based on sales numbers. So if, like you said, if the Galaxy and Sounders, you know, sell twice as much as you know NYCFC and Philadelphia or something. Mm. I just said this because I'm looking at them on the screen. By the way, I'm not picking on teams, but okay. Um, do like, do they get double? you know, do they get their fair share or is it just split up evenly amongst the, the 19 teams? Um, I would assume at this point it's split up evenly, but it's really, I don't really know how it goes deal to deal with this. Like Mitchell and Ness could have signed a different deal with them.
1: Yeah. And you would think that the teams themselves would probably prioritize their traditional sponsorship agreements, right? There's naming rights and Jersey yeah. partnerships and all of that versus the this is kind of an added revenue i was yeah it's kind of like tacked on like just a little extra yeah although as a transition to euro soccer yeah like if you think about the opportunity that maybe an individual player is a bad comparison but you know leo messi has a good opportunity to make a whole ton of side cash lending his name to things and barcelona can make a bunch more revenue jumping into fashion partnerships so yeah um it might uh at this point it might not be worthwhile for mls teams but it mm-hmm. might sort of break the ice for them to watch as as something to jump into down the line yeah i think that makes sense like
0: just yeah like this is the first endeavor into that side of things i think really and um, it'll i think it'll keep growing too all right so we so we sort of
1: took a little uh, tangent track. yeah yep. a little sidetrack away from barcelona's sponsorship <laughs> affair at the moment where they're trying to they got caught our airways in the back but they're trying to sleep around a little bit and see. yeah i mean they got to test the waters right yeah you know they got to dip their toe in they got to see what they like
0: and also with the new financial fair play i think and all of that the the revenues and like the expenses will have to kind of match
1: up so with the, the Bre- break the- that break that down a little bit because financial fair play is still a little bit of this like confusing yeah. or hanging over us right
0: and honestly that's still pretty confusing to me i don't have a like a great grasp on it, but essentially, like you can't just spend, spend, spend and not have any of the revenue to back it up. So it's supposed to be trying to take these billionaire owners who just came in and threw a bunch of cash around, um, and kind of get them, um, kind of rein them in a little bit, so that it's a little more even across the league. I guess they're actually trying to make it almost uh, or like kind of attain more parity, similar to some of the the U.S. leagues, um, which you've kind of already started to see with Leicester winning this year, but. Mm. um because barcelona is upgrading the stadium i think i said something like 600 million pounds or euros um they have to have um revenue coming on the other side of that to back up back that all up um so they're gonna try and get the best jersey deal they can whether that's with the airways or not and same with their stadium naming rights they're gonna be shopping that around it sounds like so
1: uh, if Barcelona wants to push up the incoming revenue side in order to fit financial fair play, and they're at 28 million pounds now with their expiring deal, which is like 40 million uh, in dollars, uh, according to some of the UK rags, we've seen that the, it's going, uh, you know, where the market is kind of setting what this new deal is going to be, something like 50 to 80 Uh, million pounds which is like 70 to 110 in terms of dollars and that's a little bit a little bit far off from 600 million pounds for the stadium deal which is i think you know like if if ffp is coming up a little short it's it's not able to to make these books balance right away right
0: yeah but you also have to factor in the naming rights of the stadium which will I mean, if the jersey is going to be that much, it should be at least that much, probably. Um, And then the TV revenue. So La Liga is the only one. Well, maybe not the only one, but they're the most, um, they have the largest range, I guess, of what teams earn there. So Barcelona earns way more than anybody else um, from a TV revenue standpoint in La Liga, whereas in the EPL now, it's pretty evenly spread, or a lot more evenly spread, at least. I don't know if it's perfectly even, but... So there's, that I think is actually changing in a couple of years with their new TV deals. So it'll be interesting to see how revenues um, being a little more even on the TV side,
1: if that changes the balance in La Liga at all. Huh. So Stoke, the Stoke and, um, and West Ham uh, naming rights deals that were just announced were uh, five to six million pounds, which seems a little bit paltry. And side mm-hmm. note, we're just going to keep it in pounds um, as a reference for all of this. But if we're talking about Barca, it should actually be Euro. We understand that. Yep. We're just going to gloss over that for right now. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of, I'm, I'm so intrigued. Like, I, I just want to add up column A and column B now and see if Barca is paying all of this and racking up, uh, you know, the the salaries for a team that has Suarez and Neymar and Messi and all that, yeah. whether, you know, a uh, naming rights deal that looks like it might be relative pennies. And, uh, you know, uh, what, what is that? Like a 250% increase in the the Jersey sponsorship deal, mm-hmm. whether that's going to really bring it to par or whether, um, the, are they going to be faced with sanctions again, potentially, or are they, or are the rules going to sort of have to be loose for, for some time to come.
0: Yeah, and I, again, I'm not 100% sure on the FFP um, regulations and everything, but I know that, I mean, I think there's you have to come within a certain percentage too, so it doesn't have to be exactly even. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of leeway there at least, and probably more so now as they're still trying to get things in line with that. Like, so there's probably like a little bit of build-in until they, they get a little more strict five years into the deal or something. But um, So yeah, that's just also something to consider, is it probably doesn't have to be an even or on-par revenue to expenses and everything.
1: Right. Um, and so now for something completely different, I think it's time uh, for a little segment we like to call Bruno Neymars! And we call it that because it's just a quick little opportunity to recap the uh, kit leaks of the week, go over a couple of looks, um, and you know leverage this little Instagram account that we got going that's called Kit Rumors um follow it like all the posts please um <laughs> like like jeb bush please clap. as I,
0: <laughs> just begging for
1: for likes and follows right now anyways we got <laughs> this is a big big week for kit leaks and we got most of them up right now just the highlights up on kit rumors and so um i think we wanted to pull up the looks I'm on I'm on it on my phone here in New York. Uh, Karota, you better be on it in Chicago. Oh, I'm on it. And uh, where do you want to start? You want to start with this uh, well, let's start with who we think uh, we're gonna steal a phrase here one the week. because um, I think the I think the clear winner was this PSG look.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree with you, although I really did like the Juventus look. I like the thicker, like broader stripes than what they had last year. Okay. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. PSG is by far the best that came out. I was just trying to
1: counter with something. Got it. The PSG look is just... I love how it's taking their classic theme that they that they use year after year. I saw some complaints about how this is the same look, but they did it in such a different way. And I don't know if you noticed, but the, the red uh, pinstripes between the white lines in the center of the jersey, um, they're actually 11 stripes there ooh, yeah so to give it actual meaning like that is just kind of the icing on the cake wait what's the meaning of the 11 i mean just reflecting uh, a representation of the team in that way
0: oh 11 players yeah. there it is clearly wow we're
1: talking about soccer now i so.
0: thought it was like a paris specific thing never mind
1: <laughs> i'm on top um, of it but yeah, I think that was the dopest uh, look of the week. Yeah. I think we have to mention Everton for not really doing that much. I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the true graphic designers would disagree with this, but the big selling point was this pop of yellow or this touch of yellow that just shows up on the trim on the sleeves. That, yeah,
0: touch is the right term. Yeah.
1: Very little. That didn't really eh. necessarily differentiate. But then if you look at the... Um, the new Byron look, I like that they went back to a very sort of like classic collared, you know, look that incorporated the Adidas stripes on the side. And that was about it. That's yeah. all there is to it, really. I mean, as
0: long as they're on the side and not the sleeves like they were in MLS for all those years, I'm fine yeah. with the Adidas stripes.
1: As long as they keep pouring beer on each other in celebration oh. under uh, Ancelotti, then, you know, they can kind of do yeah. as they please. Yeah. Do no wrong. A Byron um,
0: celebration is gotta be unbelievable to be at is like no other <laughs>
1: um the arsenal look there were some leaks floating around so we saw the look m- three weeks ago a month ago something like that yeah but the away is back to a really really nice look with the several blue lines around the the edge of the sleeve yeah and just those are the right colors for them and, this yeah time. they're at
0: least back to yellow not that mustard gold whatever they had this past year
1: I mean, the yellow is kind of mustardy in a good way. But not like...
0: It was like a deep, gold, shiny... I don't know. It's better.
1: Dijon mustard is not the look. Yeah. Um, But the... I don't know. The stripe down the middle on the home kit uh, with the red. Yeah. I I don't know if that really pulls it off. There was a a fantasy kit that's on Kit Rumors right now um, by uh, uh, La Casaca. Um, designer Franco, uh, where they did it more as a two-tone. Mm-hmm. And it's cut down the middle, with the the right side of the chest is it is the dark red, and the left side is a light red, and the sleeves are white. Yeah, I think that would have been a bit of an improvement. I don't I don't Agreed. really see what what Puma was trying to do with that no. middle stripe. But. I don't. Yeah, it didn't really make any sense to me. I like that they added a little
0: blue trim again back to the jerseys. Um, yeah. cause that's kind of that shout out to the, was it 2014 Nikes, the last Nikes that they had. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that this, uh, um, mock-up with a two-tone is at least it's better.
1: Yeah. Um, and final, final look that I want us to touch on is this, uh, Utah jazz pride mm. uniform that came out. That uh, It might be a little bit hockey-ish, but the resounding consensus, which I fully agree with, is that it looks like a soccer kit.
0: Oh, yeah. It's 100% yeah. a soccer kit.
1: So it's based on some 80s warm-ups, and if you go look at the Jazz um, social media profiles, you can see pictures of former players wearing these. But uh, my first reaction is you know, putting the, the stylized Jazz J um, second logo up on the, the top of the chest there. Um, suggest to me that they're, that they're kind of experimenting with a look that could end up having the full um, brand name on the chest. So whereas ad patches yeah. kind of invert the Euro soccer concept, where on NBA jerseys you're going to have the sponsor um, you know, up on the chest, small logo, and then the, the team is represented broadly on the chest. This is this might be an experimentation for the NBA down the road to go full on Euro soccer style and have the brand be more prominent on the jersey. Um, yeah, which I mean, which I I can see them doing four sleeved Pride uniforms for a long time to come. And you know I don't think I think it would take decades for them to get to doing this across all jerseys for teams. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I think that's probably something that you're going to see on this like third or fourth look for NBA teams coming up in the next couple of years, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good test. And this jersey is exactly what we've talked about in the past, Um, not necessarily on the show, but you and I just generally, um, with creating that logo that can be basically turned into a crest size, get pushed Mm. up there, and now they have this big area blocked off in the center there with those three stripes. That is exactly where a sponsor, like you said, would go on a on a soccer jersey. Um so yeah, it seems like they're really I mean, this is sooner than I would have expected to see them even test tessal- something yeah, like that. It was honestly. surprising. So I I applaud them for jumping out and getting in front of this. And I like you said, I think if they just do it on these Pride or like the, the third and fourth jerseys for now, um it's kind of a way to ease fans into getting used to this look. And then all of a sudden a sponsor pops up there and no one's really gonna think twice about it. I mean well, presumably. It, uh-
1: It also provides a stopping point so i could see just in perpetuity that they uh have the ad patches on the chest the way that they are starting you know in this 2017 season but then they just have this uh alternate uniform that provides another um branding opportunity and just just leave it like that forever i think that's possible yeah all right put your shades on put your hat on that was the first installment of Bruno Neymar's. Thank you much, Brandon Carodi. Uh That brings us to the close, actually, of this second episode, Name and Numbers. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Brandon, where can the people find us? Uh, they can find us on Twitter,
0: at NumberPod, um, also at Instagram. And they can also find us on Google. What is it? On Google Play?
1: Google Play. Yeah.
0: on Google Play. Can they find us on iTunes yet?
1: They can find us on iTunes, Um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud is the home. So go check us out there. And on the side of the SoundCloud page, you got all of our links. Um, On social media, uh, just search NumberPod. You'll find us on any of the major platforms there.
0: And check out Kit Rumors, too, while you're up there.
1: Yeah. So watch for that. And uh, we'll see you around the interwebs. Peace.